Welcome to Car Wash, the podcast, your source for real stories and real business insights from the experts, both in and out of the car wash industry. So put it in neutral, beat off the brakes, and take your hands off the steering wheel, because here we go. Here is your guide on this journey, Car Wash Magazine Editor-in-Chief, Matt DeWolf. Hello and welcome to this episode of Car Wash the Podcast, the podcast that makes you a better car washer and a slightly better human being. This is Matt, everybody, and in today's episode, we're talking to Caleb Box from Red's Car Wash in Alabama. Caleb took on a challenging renovation and has turned the wash into an experience that you just have to, well, <laughs> experience. This wash has light shows running into the evening hours to serve as marketing outside of those normal business hour opportunities. And it has a spectacular ceramic tunnel inside the tunnel. Caleb shares his lessons learned and tells us a fun story about how he knew he had to either pivot or get out of the car wash business. Enjoy this conversation from episode 61 of Car Wash Magazine Live with Caleb Box from Red's Car Wash. And now, the man himself in person here, we've got Caleb Box. Caleb, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Matt. Hey, Caleb, we got to see uh, 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 your site there, and it's beautiful. The lights are cool. There's a lot happening. There's a lot of red, and that's okay. We're going to let we're gonna let that pass for now. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> but before we get into all this, we've got a lot to talk about today. Can you just give us sort of the 10,000-foot uh, version of um, how you got into the industry? Well, this is a long story, and it's actually front-loaded. Um, started in 96, and first of all, let's, let's start off with a disclaimer here, be careful how you team me up because I could launch us <laughs> into the stratosphere. They'll never find our car wash bodies or your podcast again. So just tread lightly, okay? So uh, back in 96, uh, I started with a, uh, actually on the distributor manufacturing side of car washing and uh, kind of worked my way up from production, production manager, uh, kind of rolled into that side of it. Um, uh, and that went actually until like think 2015, um, so 19 years. So actually I've been in the industry for 25 years now. So the first 19 years was on the distributor manufacturing side of it. And um, uh, so this backside of ownership management is kind of new, uh, still kind of finding my way along that side of it. Um, so back in 2016, we, uh, we identified uh, two locations. Uh, my partner and I, once I left, um, started um, managing a few self-serve automatic sites. Um, and then I got teamed up with another buddy of mine. We uh, located two sites in Mississippi uh, that we bought, uh, existing locations, uh, rebranded them, uh, knew that we needed to um, maybe make some, uh, some offensive and defensive moves. So we bought... Uh, two additional properties in 2018, built two new locations, two new locations in 2018. Um, <clears throat> kind of learned uh, some new side aspects of the industry with membership models and things of that nature. So that kind of gave us um, uh, some momentum uh, to kind of grow further. So we, um, that was a Mrs. Four location in Mississippi. Then we moved over to Alabama and found a location to purchase in 2019. Um, had pretty good success um, taking that to uh, that location to another level. Um, and then uh, back in uh, uh, July of 2020, even through COVID, 
Uh, we identified a, a, a second location in Alabama to purchase, so we had an LOI on that. Yeah. Uh, and during all of that time right now, uh, we had a um, – Started started getting phone calls in 2018 with uh, some some of the PE groups. Yep. Uh, I'm sure everybody gets them. Uh, so we uh, we found it best to bring in a broker. So I called a buddy of mine, Vinny Carfora, and uh, kind of kept him on retainer to handle all those phone calls. Uh, so October of 2020, uh, ICWG uh, came in, made us an offer. Um, we decided it was maybe a good time to kind of uh, clear the deck and maybe look at some other opportunities. Uh, and during that time, uh, they came back and said, you know, this, uh, this new location you have under LOI, you know, it's needs a lot of work. So, uh, we're really not interested in it right now. So we had to kind of pivot, uh, right before Thanksgiving and kind of start getting our minds back into the car wash space. Okay. What are we going to do with this property? So that's kind of where, where we landed from the going from four to five to six locations back down to the one location. So that's kind of kind of where we stand. So that uh, we closed on that property, uh, I think right around the first week of uh, December. Okay, okay. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so you sold your successful washes and, and they said, you keep that one. Semi, yeah. Semi-successful washes. No, we had some, we had, uh, it was a labor of love. I mean, yeah. we learned a lot. Um, I always kind of make a joke that my job is to uh, is to four putt and everybody watch and then come in behind me and stick the 40 footer. So, uh, so no, we uh, we took some locations and turned them into something pretty special. We were uh, we were proud to to hand those off to ICWG. I think they're going to be good locations for them. That's funny. That's funny. Well, it was no easy task. I mean, listen, to see the site now, you would never know the amount of work that you kind of put into it and like the love that you love and blood and sweat and tears you put into that location. Can you? Talk a little bit about some of the some of the kind of challenges you ran into in terms of taking what you were hoping was going to be a pretty quick renovation and rehab that kind of extended out into you know the twelve month phase for you. Can you talk yeah. about that a little bit? Yeah, um, obviously in twenty eighteen uh, supply chain issues were not an issue, um, and you know we were, we were talking about do we reload this location uh, with new equipment? Um, we felt like that that would be uh, too much of a, of a strain from a time standpoint. So we looked at, so all that equipment that you see in there is basically refurbished and re, uh, rehabbed. Um, but even finding the parts, um, we ran into a lot of issues, uh, what turned into maybe a four week, uh, reno, um, ballooned into a 12 week, um, which was extremely challenging from a budgeting standpoint. Um, from a financial standpoint, and um, obviously we we do installs and service for some other companies, so we've got the team members to do it ourselves. Um, but even then, we had um, some heated discussions during the project. Some opportunities, uh, maybe, right? yeah, maybe yeah. some thrown wrenches. I don't know. I can't remember that far back. I try to <laughs> I try to uh, forget that as much as possible. But there were some challenges for sure. Um, that we weren't anticipating yeah. that we didn't factor into. So anybody that's looking to do a rental right now, um, I would say take whatever you're allotting and add maybe 50% yeah. to that or double it. Yeah. In our, in our case, it was basically what we had allotted was came in at almost double the time and the, uh, and the financial resources needed to, to make it happen. Well, but now here you are, here you are, here we are. it's done. You're open for business. You're you're rocking and rolling a little bit here. Um, 
I want to talk about kind of what's going on at the site and what's inside the site. Um, and then I, and then I think we'll come back at some point. I want to talk about how the, when you renovated and you kind of got to that grand opening kind of model and reopening the site and what that was like. But let's start with just talk to talk to me about the experience at Reds because we can see and I'm going to put it up here. We can see the, the ceramic inside the tunnel. We can see the lights. We can see all the red. Um, talk about kind of what's going on, why you made some of those choices and and kind of tell us what you're proud of. Well, we're proud of the final product for sure. Um, and whenever we were in the beginning stages of discussion on what are we going to do with this, um, you know, the Tuscaloosa market is a very strong car wash market um, with uh, some really good operators. Um, you've got Mammoth there that has a few locations. Now ICWG has a location that, they, uh, that we handed over to them, a couple other operators. So we knew that it would need to be more than just clean, dry car to fair price. Uh, we had to create some sort of an, of an experience, you know, and I'm, I'm older, I'll be 45 this year. So at the end of the day, I just want to clean and wash cars and, and do it economically and do it at a fair price. But we know that that customer experience uh, is becoming a huge factor. Uh, thanks to some of the other high-end operators that you sent out there with the lights. I mean, I could obviously name the names, but everybody knows who they are. So we had to make a decision. So I started kind of uh, finding out who some of the key stakeholders are in the industry from a uh, that could help us get to there. And um, one of the first phone calls we made was Adam Grant at uh, GF Light Systems. Um, we kind of worked with him, sending him pictures, all the measurements to kind of work through. Um, you know, developing a product um, in a package for us that would work, that we would we'd be proud of, that was not really uh, in our market or in our area. Uh, and then, man, we went around with a name quite a few times, and we were kind of joking about it the other day with, uh, you know, I, I called um, a friend of mine, Kim Marzingale, at Rainy Days Branding, and I started sending her one Saturday night just some iterations and ideas that I had and they were just absolute hot garbage <laughs> <laughs> and uh and so she actually took those and started kind of over about two or three days started kind of playing with them and just kind of uh you know obviously being in Tuscaloosa Alabama Crimson Tide the elephant you know that's kind of what we were you know relevant car wash we kind of gone through this whole thing and it kind of got down to what you see now was the name of the elephant is red and uh it just kind of uh you know we wanted to keep that kind of that same uh color package and color scheme um and <clears throat> And going from that, it was uh, bringing people along because um, it'd be easy for me to sit here and say, hey, yeah, man, it's all right. me. It's all my <laughs> ideas. And, but that's, uh, that's absolutely the farthest from the truth. So I try to surround myself with people that are, I would consider experts in their field, bring them alongside, turn them loose, uh, and just kind of let them do their work and kind of help kind of make Reds what it, what it eventually became. So it was uh, really kind of laying some my 25 years down to the side and be like, okay, we, you know, this needs to be something different than what we've done in the past. Uh, so I need to turn some people loose and let them uh, work some magic. Yeah. That's, that's a fantastic uh, advice for folks. If like, if you're the smartest person in the room, you are in the wrong room, friends. Like, get yeah, your, get yourself, yeah, get yourself surrounded with, with the best and the brightest and that'll lift everything up. 
uh, and, and make you look a whole lot better. Um, the other thing that you said in there that I thought was really good was the this idea of being open to change, right? And like you guys had to have this moment where you're like, oh, we're either we're either going to get out of this business because car wash has left us in the dust, or we're going to kind of pivot. And you guys chose yeah. pivot. Why? Yes. Uh, you know, you make hard decisions whenever you're looking at bankruptcy. <laughs> so, and, uh, you know, bad financial decisions because of, uh, you know, between my partner and I, we've got about 50 years in the car wash space. Uh, so once back in 2018, once I started kind of uh, sitting around round tables with people that have been hugely successful in the industry. Um, you know, that was actually the conversation that I had with my partner. I told him, I said, we, we need to get out or pivot because the industry has left us with kind of what we know. Um, so back instead of 2018, it's, every day has been, you know, what are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? Can we pivot? Can we grow? Can we change for the better to, uh, to make ourselves more solvent? I want to show I want to show folks uh, just so they remember how beautiful this little ceramic arch and art to call it an arch is wrong right like it's a tunnel yeah. inside of a tunnel <laughs> really yes. is what we've got it, going it on. is in the, and, and that's what it is it's a it's a Secord uh, ceramic tunnel by Hannah Let's bring that up. Uh, it was designed by a gentleman named Pat Secord a buddy of mine that's uh, in the in the chemical space as well and uh, and uh, we were his first uh, I had flown down and looked at it at his beta site and uh, we had kind of signed on to be kind of his first test car wash outside of beta and um, we brought it brought it in and knew that it was something new uh, something that could be um, a game changer uh, for our location and really kind of for the industry because everybody's doing you know doing some amazing things with their arches and things of that nature but this one um, can come in four eight and twelve foot uh, versions yep. and uh, depending on your space uh, that was what we could fit um, and um, felt like that it would be um, be something to talk about well i love that it's too like a it's it's like it has a self-contained feel to it right so it's like yes. it, it just sort of looks like it's going to take care of itself inside the tunnel and you don't have to worry about it no that's that's yes. overstating but it, you know it's like when you start thinking about okay if i got i got to hit the light at the right time and then i got to make sure my foam's coming down then i got to do all these yeah. things. well this is just it's all in the thing it's just like it's, it's a it's a set and, and, and that was one thing that that we liked is the uh, the compactness of the footprint so in that eight feet we've got our drying agent we've got our you know our just like our cheater wax function or whatever <laughs> you want to call it we've got our uh our uh spot free yep. and our double double ceramic application so uh, everything's really kind of self-contained you can kind of move it around to get uh, and that was one thing that was really kind of cool because once we set it up, you know, we ran, you know, 100, 200, 300 cars to make sure that it was in the right spot in relation to the blower and things of that nature before we actually anchored it down mm. um, so that, you know, because obviously it was new and we wanted to make sure that uh, we put it in the right spot. So, Well, the, the, the thing I love about your site is that it's really focused on kind of overall experience, right? And uh, what we didn't get into is like the light package that you've got going on. Um, you can change all that stuff and can do all the fancy things that you normally can with the lights, but you've got it tuned to music. Um, you've made some intentional choices of, to keep your foam white. Like everything is white yes. so it, it can accept the, the light and not, you don't have to worry about getting browns and, you know, gross stuff in your, in your tunnel. Um, and then from the outside, the building like breathes, 
right? Like, tell us about that. Yeah. You, like, you, you mentioned that in our prep call, and I want folks to kind of understand, like, the value of the lights kind of outside of business hours. Well, obviously, with uh, with light ordinances and things like that, um, we have to tread very lightly uh, on what we're able to do. Uh, so what we've chosen to do is during closing hours, we have what's called a playlist um, that the the building kind of pulses and almost like it's breathing. Um, we don't do major, you know, things that are distractions to the driver. We've got small uh, transitions, uh, soft transitions. Um, that allow us to change the colors, change the functionality of it, uh, so that as soon as you top that hill there on McFarland Boulevard, I mean, it just kind of pops you in the face uh, coming from both directions. So it was, it's, it's really a marketing tool uh, used, because uh, it, it's an existing location, uh, obviously an older location, and, um, you know, we don't know the full history of the location, but I'm gonna make an assumption that, um, you know, the customer appeal and experience wasn't that great uh, whenever it closed down last year uh, and we took it over and revamped it. So we knew that we had to really kind of do something that would cause the customer to just kind of stop and be like, okay, this is different. I love that. I love that. I've got two questions left for you. Uh, folks at home, if you're watching, if you guys have questions uh, yourself, put them in the comments below. Um, let's talk. Let's talk real quick about this idea of renovating, renovating and then reopening, right? So, you know, from my perspective, sitting in a marketing seat, I would think, hey, this is a fantastic opportunity. We're going to come at this thing. We're going to treat it just like a grand opening of a, of a greenfield location. We're going to like rock and roll. We're going to do free washes and we're going to kill it. Like everybody's going to love it. We're going to kill it. That's not quite what happened. Like, so set me, set me straight. Put put me put me well, back where I belong. <laughs> you know, maybe somebody can have some more information, yeah. and maybe we did it wrong. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm open to the fact of acknowledging that we didn't do it the right way, yeah. but I felt like that we we did uh, give it a good good opportunity. Um, and one thing that we did run into that we weren't expecting was that preconception mm. uh, and idea from the customer standpoint of what it was before we took it over. Um, so. As we launched and we're selling memberships and we're getting people in there, I'm used to Greenfield builds. You open, you're lined out the street, the cops are coming in, screaming and yelling at you, you're backed up a mile and a half down the street. Uh, we've, we've all done it, we've all seen it. This didn't happen like that. Then maybe it was for the better, I don't know. Uh, we're normally uh, on a grand opening. Uh, our last one we did, we're washing 1,200 cars a day uh, and just open to close. And this one was right around four, five, 600 cars. Uh, it was almost like it was just the, the customers of that location. Um, and as we we're selling memberships, we we're getting a lot of pushback on, listen, we don't, you know, is this new ownership? Is this the same product? Is this, so a lot of people were kind of on a really more of a fact finding mission on how's this going to work? Is this a good product? Is it a bad product? Obviously, if it's, if it's brand new and customers have never seen it before, it's, everything is new, but this wasn't new to them. It was an existing location and it was just some of their customers coming back saying, okay, it was a decent watch before, ran, you know, there had some issues, where, where are you guys at now? And so, yeah, we were having to really just, so we ran it free for, originally it was gonna be like two weeks, we ended up running it four, just to give people opportunity to come in and just, just see it. 
and just um, and uh, I think we did did solid by it. I mean, um, I think um, after six weeks, we're running right around sixteen hundred members. So at the end of the day, I, I felt comfortable with where we were at and um, people coming in. We didn't even because I was obviously nervous with rehab and equipment. I uh, feel like we might run into some issues, and obviously we did. But, uh, you know, if we were washing 1,500 cars a day, it probably would have been a bigger problem than it was. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it, I mean, it was a nice opportunity for you to kind of work with staff, right, to train them up and, like, to give them ways that they can talk about your brand and what you guys really yes. are and, and kind of change that, which is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> I see Tyler Slaughter is on the feed and he's, he's, he's poking the bear no. here. He's poking no. the bear. So I'm not going to ask his question. Cause I think we all know the answer of who made you choose to go unlimited, but that he's poking you and that's fine. We're going to do that. We like each okay. other here. <laughs> you right. don't have to so, answer so that. So I'm going to name three names. All right. Oh, all right. You're going to do it. All right. The first conversation that I had that really kind of opened, opened up my eyes was Blake DeWitt at hometown car wash. All right. He was the first one back in September, 2018. Uh, then I, Okay, obviously he's been successful. So I went up to Camel, met with Tyler. Okay, this is making sense. And then uh, at the Southwest uh, Roadshow in, um, I think it was uh, October of that year, um, I saw uh, Blake DeWitt there from hometown, sitting down talking to a couple of guys I didn't know. And I'm trying to find out it was uh, Justin Salisbury and John Agnew with some of their team from Breezebrew. And he talked to me like I was the dumbest guy in car washing, which at the time I didn't realize I was. <laughs> so uh, that was the conversation when it was all over. Uh, I mean, it was just like you screwed up everything, closed down your washers, rebrand them, fix them. And at the end of the day, it was just I, what I literally walked out and called my partner. I was like, okay, car washing has left us. We've got to either pivot or get out and go flip hamburgers or make fried chicken in this restaurant or whatever we can do other than car washing. So, um, and that was, that was a heavy lift because we went from zero membership and uh, started selling the mint in November of 2018 and went all in. I mean, four locations, hired 16 CSAs, 100% low uh, coverage at the base stations. And by July of 2019, we were at pushing 8,000 members. Wow. So it was, it was, it literally changed uh, the trajectory of our company, where we were headed, what we were doing. So obviously, you've interviewed a lot of people that are pro members, anti memberships, and stuff like that. So I'm definitely in the pro membership camp for sure. <laughs> and I'll tell anybody that'll listen. And uh, obviously, if you act like you're not interested, I'll stop talking about it. But beyond that, I'll, I won't shut up about it. That's funny. That's really funny. Well, friends, you have it. You have the answer. You, we now know who convinced uh, Caleb to pivot <laughs> his, his yeah. way of thinking. And, to, and, and, and frankly, hey, that's why we have Red's Car Wash, right? Red's Car that's Wash it. is here today because you guys pivoted. So, yeah. hey. I've got one last thing for years, you. 25 years in the industry and uh, <laughs> didn't know anything. So, one, yeah. One last, on one last thing for you here, Caleb. Um, for all of us who are on this journey and trying to just figure it out, what is one thing that I can do uh, tomorrow or today to uh, make me better immediately? Uh, learn to self-audit. Um if I was not able to honestly look at ourselves as a company and as an individual and recognize 
what we didn't know that there was something out there, um, I wouldn't probably be in this industry today. Uh, so being open enough, no matter you know what your you know what your time frame is, whether it's you know 18 months or uh, 35 years, um, just be open to improvement, be open to massive change, um, not for the sake of change, but for the sake of improvement. I think if you can learn to self-audit, uh, I think you'll be uh, be a better operator, owner, uh, distributor, everything across the board. That is awesome, awesome advice, Caleb. Thank you for thank you for sharing that. Hey, uh, we're going to let you get back to the business of washing cars, uh, but sincere thank you. Thank you so much for sharing uh, the red story and a little bit of Caleb's story uh, sprinkled yeah. in there as well. Thanks for being on the show, Caleb. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me. Car Wash the Podcast is your source for real stories and real business insights from the experts, both in and out of the car wash industry. Our show helps investors, owners, operators, and managers think about ways to enhance their business. Our podcast is a free on-demand audio program that provides information on the latest trends impacting the industry, tips from successful industry leaders, and inspiration for our listeners.